listening tonight I got a feeling that the cards just ain't right I'm so salty, must not give in to rage And I'm wondering what those rollers will say Scarves to the left of me, cheers to the right Here I am, gonna roll a derby tonight Gonna roll a derby tonight Gonna roll a derby tonight I used to have a website with a friend of mine when we were sort of traveling the world and uh, it was called Fighting Dreamers which is like a Naruto reference and um, we would put like blog posts and pictures and all this type of stuff up there and then I forgot to pay like the hosting fee and they deleted the whole website oh, what? Like, yeah exactly that is I mean, so bad it is it's pretty terrible um, so now if you go into like have you ever gone into like the Wayback Machine and like searched for your own name and stuff like that nah because I, I thought maybe the Wayback Machine would have my website <laughs> But when I when I went and searched for it, it had like this really shitty GeoCities website that I had made like when I was twelve years old. You know, <laughs> too far, too far, <laughs> <laughs> too far back. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel fun you. times. Stupid nineties. So, you been playing any off of our man? Little bits, little bits. Um, I've been very, very busy with all of the rest of life. So I've done um. A little bit of dragon where it's basically a, it's sort of a dragon dishonor deck with um daisho and i run dueling dishonor yeah yes i need you to play me for my gen con practice with that deck i maybe, okay. maybe around here this will not there. this this will not be a standard experience <laughs> but um like it won't be the dragon dueling dishonor you'll see the rest it's it'll be way worse than that but um well maybe maybe near enough is good enough yeah, true. I mean, really, if you got a whole bunch of jewels and you've got fucking Daisho, then that's that's basically it. It's a one trick thing. <laughs> I just Fair enough. I just double danger the whole thing by tracking three watch commanders. So, <laughs> so you get plus one from the watch commander, and he loses two honor from you know whenever he plays a card. Yeah, well, really, what I what I try to do is fish for the watch commanders early because i've got a lot of fish in there so i've got that uh agasha shunson that lets you dump a ring and just filter through your whole deck for an attachment mm -hmm. that costs one less for the rings you you dump and you can just grab your watch commanders put them out first right and just like let your opponent whittle away their own honor until it's too dangerous then you start the dueling with the day show instead of the the vague game plan so yeah um the only the only dragon deck that I've seen played uh, around here is it's using the new the new four cost attachment that attaches to a ring. I really the, I haven't um, had a chance to run that yet, but it's, I really like it. Yeah, it looks it looked interesting, right? So the deck was just far out crazy weirdness, right? So I was using that monk that you your opponent got to choose the ring that you're attacking on. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so of course. You, at the in the middle of the game there were these rings that had you know six seven fate on them yeah and then of course there was the thing that said when you um you, if this character is ready your opponent can't take fate off the rings so it's that and then yep. he would play like written in the stars and he would put fate on all of the rings after he had attached these things so in the middle of the turn it. he was like oh i'll, I'll discard i'll void that person and i'll ring of earth this person and i'll dishonor that person 
that's fantastic. <clears throat> Very interesting stuff. All over it. I like and it. You know that card, the one that your opponent can't take fade off the rings? You know how it costs like two? Um, it's actually yeah. a pretty... If, if it sticks around for a while, it's actually a pretty good economy kind of card. Because you're the only one hoovering up fade on rings. Yeah, well, that's the thing with... um, That's the Stone of Sorrows. So it's not... um, yeah, It doesn't only deny your opponent fate, because any fate your opponent's not collecting off rings, you're probably attacking and taking back yourself. So exactly. it looks really good. I really like um that kind of deck when you chuck in um Jurigen's Curse in there as well for the Void Roll. So you get like the, the, the Phoenix card oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that lets you put, you know, the extra oh, fate face. Yeah, so you double yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, I think actually that I think that happens. Yeah, I think that I was it. in there, yeah. So I've um in the the deck I was just telling you about actually, my dragon, I run the the new monk. I can't remember his exact name, but he's the three coster with two glory two two. But he lets you move a fate from one ring to another and gain honor. Mm. So I use it for the yep. same reason. Like if I'm about to attack and there's two rings with fate, I just bundle all that fate up on the one ring that I want and then attack and just yep. gain an honor in the process. So there um I think that Did you Did you come to that Australian CanCon tournament? Nah, I haven't been to any anything outside of my little bubble. This is, um when I went when I went to that one with a bunch of the Melbourne guys and um that was the first time that I had started using um the jade masterpiece i oh, i love that card i rate that card so good yeah it, yeah it is not as bad as i used to think it was um yeah. the thing is like because yeah. you can play it now like during any phase move the fate and it's sort of paid for itself already you know what i mean like you, yeah. you drop it use yeah. it and you've probably collected another fate if you are taking the right ring and that fate is probably a fate your opponent's not going to get. Um, yeah, and you can kind of control it against most uh, most decks as well, because you can decide to pass one of your conflicts or to defend a conflict instead of attacking. Yeah, and then uh, on the second turn, on the next turn, assuming that your opponent has maxed out their conflict opportunities, there's still two rings with fate on them. So now you're like, oh, just masterpiece one to the other, and then take both. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> i really yeah i i think people have always shit on that dragon um their gimmick where they shuffle fate around rings but i think it's actually um i think it's a, a bit undervalued i just don't think it's been given a good go i think there's i think there's some game there to be honest <laughs> i feel the same way about that as i feel about phoenix ring manipulation like know the world you know and way the phoenix and things like that yeah so you... which is that which is that i feel like there there is play but we haven't discovered it yeah but l- let's face it if we haven't discovered it maybe it's because there's no play there <laughs> <laughs> true that well i think it's just super complex and like if the games ran like twice the length they do now like if the average game was seven or eight turns i think those sort of decks would get a lot more play because they've got all this build-up time but as it stands the game's already really long and like you could never do that so i think that's that's maybe why i I get the feeling that like they didn't maybe when they're making the game they didn't expect the turns to drag on as much as they do and probably didn't expect the whole game to finish as in as little turns as it does um i mean yeah, mo- no. most games close out what turn three maybe turn four 
Um, yeah, three or four is definitely like your average. If you're fast, you're on you're doing it on turn two, and then if you're crab, you're out at turn seven. Yeah, yeah. So with with your opponents as well. But yeah. there's so much passing, you don't have to do that. So the um, but that <laughs> yeah, the um, the dragon deck you're talking about though with the the heretic monk that um lets everyone attack. I like that for future honor decks and any passive dragon deck where you're just passing all the time. Mm-hmm. Like so, if you're passing right, then the fact that your opponent chooses your attacking ring doesn't matter to you because you're not yeah. taking one anyway. So you're just constantly hamming your opponent into, I don't know, what's a shit ring? Like water, if they're attacking first, for example. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, depends on the state, stage of the game, right? Yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a bit. I, um, I've been playing, you know, obviously Gen Con's coming up, right? So I've been trying to get in shape for that. Not only get in shape, but also practice. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so some interesting cards actually have kind of jumped out at me during during that practice. So maybe if I sort of shoot some at you, you can tell me what you what your thoughts are and how effective they are. Yeah, okay. Barcha. Ancestral. Sorry. Adorned Barcha? Is that what it is? The, the unicorn one? Yeah. The plus three, move a guy in, bow, your, bow one of your opponent's guys. Yeah, I mean that's that's super good, and the thing is, I think that's that's a super good two cost attachment that is is worth it, even yeah. with the risk. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it right. it's yeah. got a f- yeah, yeah. fat block of stats. Isn't it like plus three, plus one, or something, or plus two, plus one? No, it's just plus three mil. Yeah, so that but like that action is that's, super yeah. good. Like that's a. It's not. Yeah. I, I, so it's a little bit like Jade Tetsuba, right? So in some situations, Jade Tetsuba comes down and then you get one action before they use the Tetsuba to like wreck one of your guys. Yep. So it's like, do something. Uh, this is like that. This this comes down onto one of the characters, one of the characters that's not in the conflict, by the way, so forget hand-to-hand. Um or, or some of those other attachment controlly ones like Tea House, yep, yep. and just be like, uh, yeah, you just gotta you gotta answer it. Otherwise, in I come and bow to your guy gets. Nah, it's good. Uh, the fact that that's anyone, I think, is really really solid as well. I dig it. I like that card. I um, I don't think it's even comparable to like Jade Tetsubo because like Jade Tetsubo's action is fine, but mm-hmm. it's not as good as that it's not no it's yeah, not a win you it's not win you the conflict it's not well, the central yeah you're right it's not like it's it's a delay it's a like yeah it's a delayed tax i guess if you like yeah, but like your opponent thing will gets that fight back and your opponent gets that fate back too though like they can just put it on something exactly. else it certainly just exactly. delays the pain and sometimes that's all you need and you know plus three military yeah. is not awful all right speaking of tea house what do you reckon how, how effective is Tea House? I think Tea House is the Ducks Nuts. Yep. I think you're I think you're right. I've played against Tea House I think a couple of fucking... times in the past yep. week or so, and it's like... It's, and you know what? Like, Cloud, aside from a few other attachments, right? Cloud is mostly the attachment that I play on other people's uh, characters. Yep. Well, it's, mo- it's the most effective attachment that I play. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> the crane is just like, oh... You've clouded my Uji or something. All right, well, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and defend this guy. Teahouse, house your cloud away, and now you can't cloud me again. Yeah. The, oh, what's that? I'll buy my army for one cheaper. Yep. 
Yeah, the fact that they can't replay it is, I think, the key. I think that's the main bit that Agreed. makes a, a massive difference. But yeah, um, this tea house, and do you know what else? Actually, the the artwork on the tea house and the artwork on the uh, dojo, Kikita Dojo. Yep. For some reason, in my mind, I just confuse those two. So every time I look at the tea house, I go, "Oh, it's it's Kikita Dojo," yeah. and it's not. It's the tea, it's the tea house. <laughs> nah, it's um. I like it. As I said, I really want to do a bit of um, mark of shame shenanigans with that card as well. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be super dangerous. But again, that sort of that's a a long game, a long game thing. You need plenty of fate, plenty of turns to roll that around. But I still yep. really enjoy it. I think it's good. Plus one from me. I was gonna, it's gonna do one more. Um... What about Moment of Perfect Beauty? That's the one that like your opponent gets one extra action and then that's it. I'm done. I'm conflicted about that card. Mm-hmm. Um, because like your opponent gets that action, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is good. Like They can try to do something about it. But I don't think the card's as busted as people think it is. Like I think it's like okay like i i'm I'm not sure i'd fit it in many decks of mine without a very specific theme like i'm not sure i could play it unless i was playing like a a lion deck where you don't really want anyone playing cards because yours are bad like (laughs) no really like 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 you play neutral akoto tuturi right where you just shut down the conflict or you you could run that card like the the Mm. moment of perfect beauty or um, if only you could play it out of lion like you can't because it's got no influence cost but yeah but like cards could, cards like like yeah decks like that i think is what you'd be after like maybe crane decks where you're bidding one the whole time so your opponent's going to get this massive card advantage and it mm-hmm. might it might be enough to stall another like stall a break for another turn but at the same time if your opponent's got an answer like, if they've got a card in their hand that's going to win in the conflict definitively, then you're done, right? You can't... There's no room to fight anymore. If they win the conflict after that, you're finished. So, I mean, you back it up with events, you know, with event cancel. So, like, Voice of Honor and stuff, so... Uh, I was just thinking about Akoto Tutori. What does he say? He's just, like, straight up stop, right? Like, stop right now? Uh, no, I believe a credit to true neutral is you discard the favor and neither player can play cards anymore. Oh yeah. Or maybe right. each player cannot play cards yep. from his or her hand until the end of the conflict. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. So you can do bits and pieces, but, um, but not that much like, but it's, it shuts down the hand, which is the main thing. So that one does more again. Like if you've got really minimal stuff, I think, um, I can see that comboing okay with disdainful remark. Like if your opponent's got a massive hand, you drop a disdainful, you get a massive province strength, mm. right? And then you've played that one card, you're probably going to pass a few times in a row. So your opponent has to play quite a number of actions to catch up. Um, if, yeah. if you've just added well, like that- 10 or 12 province strength, right? Like that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you can yeah. play perfect beauty to follow up. And if they can't make it there, that they're probably just going to bounce. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Played against some some new and interesting cards. Oh wait, 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 wait. Conflict to darker. 
I've not played against it. I I like it. I think it's a good effect. I don't understand why everyone shat on it so much when it was spoiled ages back. Um, I remember everyone poo-pooing it, but it's it was even then a fucking good card. Like even once a turn, if you just eat a card in your discard, your dynasty discard, and randomly discard a card from your opponent's hand, like that's pretty good, right? Like discard. It's it's really good. Like it's super good. Um, I yeah, I, I'm with you, right? Like when I saw it, I thought for, the first thing I thought was this is great because I can still play a good card and I can make my restricted card something else. Yeah. You know, so I could play like a charge a charge bird deck with uh, Conflict Tadaka, and I thought that would be really good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Phoenix Chat. I don't understand Phoenix Chat at the moment. I've been listening to it the past couple of days, and it's just really confusing, right? Like some people like it, some people hate it. Some people are like, some people are trying to make that disguise thing really work for them, like e- economically, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a confusing chat right now. Listen, listen to this one. Um, it's worth it's worth disguising if you're confident you are ending the game that turn. In that scenario, it's a pure discount. You don't lose uh, since you don't lose anything. Hey. Yeah. See, I I don't understand. That doesn't like, sound like people understand disguise. And I, I've read up from there and sort of down from there, and I I don't really understand some of the commentary um but i agree with you i think it's i think it's a really good card plus you know we've kind of already figured out uh the most optimal smoothest most sickening line of play with it anyway do you want me to tell you yeah give me give me the ghost all right, all right. so you play shiba sophist with two fates is that the, uh, the and that's the new bushy guy yeah, that's the new Bushi, yep. the one that tutors for elemental stuff. Yep, 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 yep. And then, and then you attack the Ring of Water with uh, Suki, so that when the Ring of Water gets claimed, you can honor a scholar. So you honor the Shiba Sophist. Then you attack with the Shiba Sophist into a Ring of Earth, and then you tutor the top five decks for the Tadaka. Then you attach the Tadaka by discarding the Shiba Sophist into the discard pile, and then you discard the Shiba Sophist using Tadaka's ability to take one card from your opponent's hand, which just happens to be Policy Debate. <laughs> you just zero in on that Policy Debate. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's the perfect can. That's the perfect can of That's how it works. Flawless plan. Yeah, and then you've got. That's right. It works one hundred percent of the time. Does not need any luck or any setup at all. And at the end of all that, you've got a uh, Tadaka with two fate on him, who is honored. <laughs> there you go. So, like, okay, <laughs> like uh, just. <laughs> I feel like Phoenix are maybe desperately you. trying to put their own. <laughs> Sounds like they're scrambling to get their own horrible combo together, like Crab have at the moment, right? Like they just want their own <laughs> ridiculous arcane machine to plug together and, and make do ridiculous yeah. things. But um, no. To be fair, yeah. To be fair, not all Phoenix share this particular. <laughs> the the you know not all they don't all recognize the elegance and the beauty of this particular line of play. Possibly just one. <laughs> I am. While high. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a bit too much. I oh, don't get me wrong, random. But all that aside, disguise is good because you can attack with your. Um, what does he disguise as? Actually, what's his disguise criteria? 
Is it like? Uh, I think it's. I think it's Shigenja. Just some Shigenja. Yeah. So like, you can attack with any old thing, like some Shiba fucking. What's her name? Shiro? No. Sh- the one that honors scholars. Be... Oh, Suki. It's got to be um, non-unique. So Suki's unique. Oh, so you okay. can't do that one. But you could do. I mean, there's a ton. You've got tons of them. You could do. Um, what the? <laughs> no, I'm going to forget them all. Doesn't matter. Um, any of them. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> any of them. Just your deck one. is full of them. You you've don't got, need me to tell you what they are. Just look through your deck. Yeah. There they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. you pick a Phoenix card because you know to get player shugs. And mm-hmm. you just drop him on the table at a three-point discount, which means you've probably got more fate than you would normally have had to chuck him on there. And the fact that like you can attack, crush a bunch of stuff, or you know at least get some value out of your person on attack or defense, then drop mm-hmm. him in and straighten again is super good. Like, Agreed. Like that, yeah. that straighten effect, or coming into play straighten rather, and then transfer all the stuff over, I, I think that's super valid. I really... I think that that effect on its own is, has got legs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I've actually had this played against me a couple of times, and I got to say, the the stats, the ability, like the discard a card from your opponent's hand, is it's really good. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You don't think of it as being good, but it's it's yeah. And the fact the fact that it's random, like you randomly look at a card. And then maybe discard it. You could you could randomly look at more than one card, and then you get to choose, and then it's almost better. It's almost policy debate territory. Well, it's actually it's it's strictly it's strictly better now that I think about it. And it's not like you're going to get your guys back unless you're playing Charge Bird, right? Or unless you, for some reason, you're playing the new Mado whatever province. Gateway Tomato. Gateway Tomato. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gateway Tomato. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gateway Tomato. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I th- look. I think it's just super good. It doesn't. There's no other way to cut. It. Like it's a good card. Disguise is good. Random discard is good. What else? What more do you want? Like it's a. It's got a big fat right. stack block. He can't potato himself from dishonor. He's got the right keywords for the clan. And the potato thing has always been the best thing about Tadaka. Gotta say it. <laughs> the, the, really, that's the best thing. Or <laughs> well, <laughs> is that the best okay. thing? Okay. Share. Well, tell us all about what Tadaka's best quality is, man. <laughs> Well, think about think about Sukune, right? Yeah. If Sukune was two glory, I think she would have seen a lot more play from the get go, right? But the fact that she's four glory, really, really just put her into the coaster category for a long time. What? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. No, Sukune. Unless you unless you could cheat her, there's no way her, her stats like, don't matter because she's not meant to do anything. She's she. So you bring her out, you put her on the table, she. Sits around, gains while well, you pass every turn, and you mm-hmm. she just resolves two rings for you, and then at the end of the turn she gets you the favor. That's her whole job. She is. I get that. I get that. Right. But when that was when that was the way to play that card, that deck was still not you know the top tier deck that Phoenix had. Yeah, I get. I get you. And and, but... and it, I think it really only came into to to four when. Um, backhanded compliment actually started being a playable card out of phoenix when you could actually have a dishonor style deck that really was able to commit uh, not commit but able to execute that last couple of honor because up until that point it was all about um you know defending and kind of hoping that your opponent would fall into a situation where they would lose their last honor yeah yeah i mean i, I kind of that's 
one thing that disappoints me consistently about the game is how hard it is to close out. Oh yeah. Um, honor, honor or dishonor. Um, when you've fought pretty, you have to fight pretty hard just to get close, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but you have to have very specific cards to be able to close out properly. Um, and that's just, it's not as fun. I mean, it's already super high risk because honor or dishonor, if that's your, your key condition to, to victory, then you're pretty well pigeonholed. As soon as your opponent's onto that, they're bidding one for the whole game and you're, you're against, you're over a barrel. Yeah. Bidding one plays into your strategy though, right? Like at some point as a dishonor deck, you got to, you want them to be bidding one, right? Because they can't, you can't have them drawing into answers. Yeah, yeah, I just, um, I don't know, I, I think you kind of, I mean, there aren't really answers for it either. Like, if there were answers to Dishonor that were really hard, then Honor decks would be more effective, catch my meaning. Like, mm. I suppose you've got- I did play, Yeah. I did play for a little while the Unicorn, Exploding Unicorns, I think I told you about it, right? Yeah, I and think- I took it to its good. tournament, and round one, played against a Dishonor player, and <laughs> it was it was just like in the old game, it was like- well, this game is going to go forever. None of us are going to win before the time limit. <laughs> yep, but that's that's what I mean. I think, like in um, I think old five I had it right with um, how you could play any kind of deck and any deck that was reasonably successful competitively was able to switch in some way. Like mm-hmm. if you were playing against a deck that you just could not smash from a military perspective or they had just way better stuff than you in that regard you needed to be able to flick over if you had a bad flop like but doing that was not difficult like dragging someone there were so many cards that just said play this card gain honor like they were very straightforward whereas these days you've got to stand on one leg spend two fate flip a coin you know yeah I played I played those gain two honor cards to great effect back yeah, in 2015. Like, yeah, they, but there was... I mean, I'm not saying it was... I mean, it's maybe... Not maybe. It is definitely more boring card design, like bow, gain two honor, or whatever. But... Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that coming out in this game. Well, uh, it's not it's not going to. As I said, everything... there There is not going to be any play card gain honor stuff. Like, everything in this game has at least two or three conditions on it. So everything's going to be more complicated than that, um, which is not terrible. Like, I think that's good. I like that everything needs a little bit of setup, like whether mm-hmm. it's be in the conflict or have a courtier or, you know, an only target participating opponents, all that kind of stuff. It all adds up. Um, I'd be curious to, to learn how they balance their cards, actually, like what they if they have like an equation they put in place to what value each effect has for example like what each criteria like if you can only target opponents participating characters like what is that worth as far as a a bump is concerned Mm. well i've got good news for you then because this podcast has been brought to you by the great courses plus if you would like to learn how great card games are designed i'm I'm just kidding (laughs) funny you should mention that (laughs) it's like segue but not really segue yeah Speaking of just kidding, the Jokers. <laughs> uh, we're we're not sponsored by anybody. Nobody on earth has standards mm. that low. That is not a thing. <laughs> That's that, is, right. that is not a thing. But yeah, I think no, there are websites. 
you can go to to calculate like what your ad revenue would be if you like decided to sort of go that route are one of their answers just lol yeah <laughs> i think i think ben uh went and did that once and it like crashed <laughs> it just died <laughs> zero is not a number <laughs> that's right you can't divide cannot by zero. divide Sorry, by zero <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. quite fantastic um, so let's let's move on a little bit um all right fun is talking about like uh all the all the new cards is the new cards are only good if they get played where are they going to get played gen con so how many of them are going to get played at gen con well all of them obviously every single all one of all, all of the new cards are going to except for the ones that haven't been released yet because yeah. uh yeah like gen con uh, pack two is legal so um, i don't know so where I'm, <laughs> i don't know where i'm going to get it from but what's it's legal. the actual What's the actual date for Gen Con? August first, I think. Oh yeah. Maybe so the next, 30th. I think it's first actually. Oh, because you don't. It takes you a bit to get the packs, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm gonna. So mm. so here's the thing, right? Uh, I suck. Clearly, I suck at booking flights because I've booked a flight out of Hong Kong into LA. Uh, I'm flying on Tuesday morning, which is like just a little bit past midnight, and it's arriving in LA Monday night. Because, because there's this international dateline thing, and when I cross oh. it, I, I travel into the past, and then I land in LA, and then Stupid I've got past. I've got twelve freaking hours in LA to kill before I get on my my adjoining flight to go to Indy. Well, I mean, if you're going to be stuck in any particular place in the world for twelve hours, LA is probably one of the better places. Like to is, is kick it not a dish. wretched hive of scum and villainy? That's what I'd heard. Well, yeah, but is that not what makes it so fun? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I see, like, I see your point. You, like, who who amongst us is not into a little bit of wretched scum and villainy? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what it's about, in my opinion. I think if you're going to go to LA, you may as well just, I mean, just yeah. sit down, Embrace. talk to the. Po- so what, just, what are you saying? Embrace the taint. I mean, after you land, talk to the captain of the ship. And by that I mean the pilot of the plane, <laughs> and just ask him for some of his coke that he's been taking the whole flight, <laughs> and just just sit yeah. in the airport, get baked as fuck, and you'll be right. Just do whatever you got to do. Do all of them. Tell you what, Merlin, here's your plan for LA. If anyone offers you anything, say yes. <laughs> Everything, so, all of so it. So the rule, the rule is, don't do anything you wouldn't do. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. No, I'm, so a, a, I'm a pure yeah. soul, I'll have you know. I am, oh, I see. I am untainted. You by are un, undriven. Anything. Pure as driven snow, as they say. I am. <laughs> so uh, I thought I thought what I should do is I should go and find Pack 2 in LA. That'll be my quest. If anybody's listening and lives in LA and knows where I can buy Pack 2, just hit hit like send me a message on the Hidden City Rollers Facebook page or something because... I fucking need pack two before I get to Gen Con. There's no yeah. way I'm standing in line uh, to get pack two from the FFG booth. Because when we went a couple of years ago to get bloody um, to get the game originally, it was like I think I stood in line for an hour and a half to two hours. It was hmm. it's bonkers. I'm not doing it. Not doing it again. Can I actually? You know what? Get yeah. just just order online from FFG. <laughs> and no, and and get it Haven't just posted to your ho- 
Yeah, just get it sent to your hotel to wait for you. Just be like, yo, something's coming. I'll pick it up. Or send it like, Actually, I don't know, where else could you send it? Somewhere else. Like one of no, those little, just... um, one of those Come. things. Do, do you have any crossovers? Like where, do, what, what route does your flight take? Oh, uh, no, it just goes into LA and then out to Indy. And then the same on the way back. So you don't, sorry, I missed the first part of that. It goes from Hong Kong to Indy. Uh, sorry, Hong Kong from... Uh, goes from Hong Kong to LA, and then from LA to Indy. So there's no stops in between. Oh, you got to go straight over. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of stopping in Chicago and then like driving down, but uh, I didn't seem like it seemed a bit too late to organize all of that. <laughs> then you've got to drive amongst the the crazy Americans who drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, but you know what? I... Like driving driving here in Hong Kong, I I would never drive here in Hong Kong. Like, you think you think people are assholes on the road in the states they are they're murderous on the road over here uh, i don't know about murder i'm not sure because i've been i haven't been behind the wheel but i've obviously been in plenty of vehicles in indonesia and sweet fucking jesus they yeah <laughs> it was, that's right there, there are there are no roller coasters no, <laughs> that can right. even that's hope right. to compare but the dude driving was just the dudes that drive they're just so happy like it's just yeah they're, the they're definitely there's they're a, just happy there's no, like I think I'm not sure if it's a modification on their vehicles and they can only move if the horn is being held down <laughs> or think exactly or, or something. I'm not sure, but they just meh, meh, it's just all the time honk, 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 the whole drive. And like in from my experience driving over here in Australia, if you honk the horn, it means someone's about to die. Mm-hmm. So yep. so exactly. I've got this constant state of anxiety in the car over there, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna fucking get railed. I yeah. thought I thought it was actually literally attached to the accelerator. That's what I thought. Because <laughs> yeah. you're right. Like every time they moved, they would like honk the horn. I'm like, what are you doing, right? <laughs> and I everybody was doing it. Like, did you not yeah. see all the other cars around you? Because they're, like, I, they're just honking their horn, letting you know yeah. that they're there. No, absolutely. I mean, what throws me though is that the horns don't do their job if everyone's using them. <laughs> like, Depends. if all the horns are on, then it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Do you reckon Do you reckon uh, little tuk-tuks in Rokugan, like in the Imperial Palace, if there's like a tuk-tuk jam in the street, in the Imperial streets of Otisunuchi, they're just all sort of sitting there ringing their, like, bells or something? Maybe. I think they probably just have their own peasant parked on the front and he just yells honk-honk as they go past. And, um... Like, because... Yeah, that's it. Anyway, we got something, we got fucking off topic. <laughs> Didn't we? Didn't we, though? <laughs> we spiraled a bit there. That was a bit rabbit hole. Okay, so what I was going to ask you, actually, was mm. Gen Con, right, is coming up. In the Australian Discord League, we saw 50% uh, Crane and 50% Scorpion. What do you well, that's think? 100%. No other clans. Good stuff. Did I say that? Yes. It was pretty yeah, 50%, much. 50%. Yeah, you're, you're actually right. <laughs> Even the ones that were disguised as other clans, they were clearly not. Uh, but what do you think the distribution of clans is going to be at Gen Con? Like, uh, I think you will see... I expect very healthy Unicorn and mm, Phoenix. Yes. I do. I think I think Unicorn are due for a bit of surprise love, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I think people like no Unicorn are good and can do things, but they're not they're, regarded they're, as being right at the top. But they still were very strong, right? And I think yeah, and enough I think people play very... them. Sorry, go I on. I think they'll get there. No, I, I think enough people play them. I think they'll get there. Um, I think they've got 
they've got legs they've got plenty of options as well i mean it's going to be hmt but it, it doesn't have to be but it will be um <laughs> but it will, but it will, be. <laughs> it will. It, but um it might not be but it will be but it will be um no look, i i think hmt can win is what i'm saying so it doesn't it's not super controversial to say i think it'll do quite well um but phoenix i think will have the biggest showing in the cut i think phoenix will be in the top and i think there'll be plenty of scorpion as well yeah why, why do you is... think phoenix gets into the cut um i think they're still probably the strongest i, I think they're still the strongest i think still i think phoenix are still the strongest clan going despite all the changes recently um mm. i think scorpion have had a, scorpion have had a long time to adapt to all their changes um and they have come out now with keeper of air i think they're gonna do quite well and i think crane may because crane have had no no pain over crane, some, in quite some time yeah and they crane have only gonna... gotten they've only gotten more strength from like uji and stuff like that so yeah um yeah, and they crane got like do really well yeah but you never know like i think unicorn as well because the bushi pack has just been dropped right and released and then the um the unknown for me is the impact of the role restricted pack which is pack two um which is like earth becomes sky um, which is not usable by phoenix no. i mean that card that card alone could could make lion viable i mean as heretical as that that's, sounds that's true like you don't have to worry about your opponent's big characters mm. blocking you if i mean they're already bad that's it i mean that does mean that they can't play their best card which is forged edict according to tyler um but <laughs> <laughs> yep but i still think that card is super super good and i think do they have no so what what a lion get out of the next one oh they get that resurrection card the, the Fe- again yeah, they, they thing get the phoenix is really good for right. phoenix yeah, that's great yeah no i absolutely think that's really good so um yeah look i i think Tell there is game there um as you were saying as you were saying that right like as you were sort of going uh the lion uh don't get access to their favorite card or their best card because it's a scorpion card i was looking at the nuremberg results and their lion just lose hard to scorpion it's like 62 percent well that's what's going to happen when a clan with low statted characters with high glory go up against the clan that just dishonors everybody all the time no man where's where's the evidence it's never before happened in the history of the game (laughs) never never Never, not even a little not even not even a little bit in the core set with phoenix not a little bit not even close Never. Phoenix, not even once. <laughs> never, um, never again. <laughs> yeah, or Lion, rather, not even once is probably more accurate. So I think you're kind of right about the unicorn thing because Nuremberg day one and day two had super high unicorn representation. Um, and Crane um, also yeah. had very high representation, but it was the Crane that get into the cut. Well, but the Crane are just as good as they've always been, or better now. They're, like, they're better. Got... They're way better. Yeah, I mean, they've never had... I mean, I don't know what you run. I'm not sure if you do policy debate or guest of honor. Probably guest of honor, because, like, using policy, policy debate... debate. No, policy debate. Yeah. It's, a, it's a duel. It turns on your stronghold. It turns on your cancels. 
Looks oh, like yeah, actually, no, nah, you know what? No, nah, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Your policy okay. mate for the new the new box with the new jewel, I think, is going to tip Crane over the top. But I do think Unicorn oh, could be okay. the surprise. All of the big tournament, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of the Gen Cons and Worlds thus far mm-hmm. have been surprise victories at the end since day dot. It's always been the unexpected. So it's always, it was Lion, yeah, then it was... Lion, then Crane for Worlds. Then Lion, then Crane. And who was Gen Con first? Oh, was that uh, Anil was- with Dragon? And they were nothing no, back Anil then. Won last, Anil, Anil won last year, but the Kiku Matsuri was won by Crane over Scorpion. And they've never been the radar guys, so that's two Crane. I mean, that's what... And they've Kiku not been Matsuri's hurt. a little bit. Like, you, I don't think you can tell too much from that, to be honest. But mm. I agree with the world's victories, right? I think Lion... Actually, one guy called it. Um, Murph, who's a player from Canada, I was talking to him at the event, and he called Lion the lion deck that was there he called it a deck with clear air so like in the swiss uh it would it would kind of the swiss would knock out uh all of the weak kind of lion players uh and and the swiss would knock out all of the the clans that were kind of uh strong against lion and then when lion gets into the cut all that's left is like clans that they're strong against i hope i'm doing that justice (laughs) i think that's what he said yeah, and he well, he, he sort of calls it at world. He's like, yeah, this lion deck um, could go <laughs> could go far. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, it would be. I mean, it's it's an irrational thought, but lion taking out this Gen Con would be hilarious and great. Yeah, um, and you always want the underdog to the under the undercat. <laughs> under undercats. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that that was a bit rando. Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> When you said it, I had like um, images of like a brand name, you know, like Under Armour, but it's like under cats, you know, so there's there's like pictures of cats on your underwear. (laughs) Thanks, buddy, for that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for giving that to me. And now I have given that to our audience. To the world. You're welcome. You're welcome, dear listener. Now it's on the internet forever. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, look, Look, I hope so. So look, I quietly, my realistic hope is that Unicorn take it out. I would love to see, from the place Unicorn were at, I'd love to see them unexpectedly upset and take everything out, which I think they could do because of the new pack, like all the Bushi cards that are backing them up now, mm-hmm. um, like Perfect Cut and stuff. I think they could maybe pull that off. I think that'd be great. I think you will see plenty of Phoenix being played and you'll see plenty of Crane, Scorpion, Phoenix in the cut. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely playing Phoenix. I mean, that was decided basically before I was born. So it was just the yeah, way things were going to go. <laughs> it, was, it was always going to roll out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, a, you have a bearded baby. You call him Merlin. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I have never Wizards been shaven in my life. Never. <laughs> born with a beard. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. My, beard, my uh, beard is not doing well in the weather over here, let me tell you. It takes... It? Yeah, it takes a lot of grooming to, you know, stay normal. Can't you, don't you have the length though, where you can get one of those metal clasps like they have in Lord of the Rings, like like the dwarves have, that they hold their beer in like a gnarly plait? It has been a goal of mine, you know, a dream. One day I shall have a, you know, one of those, I don't even know what you call them. The, some I saw some guy on the internet make them out of bullets. I want like a bullet braid. But no, I don't have the length for that. Aw, oh, disappointment. 
That's all right. I believe in you. What about, is it is it big enough? Can you have like multiple bullet braids? Can you have like a bullet array? Can you have a bullet belt for a beard? Can you have a string? I'm trying to think of like what I could do, like accessories that I could have in my beard for like the game. Like I could have fate tokens, you, you know, <laughs> like, just, oh, I'll just, I'll just get two extra fate no, out of my beard. Get, get yourself, I'm not sure what the biker gang equivalent is over in Hong Kong, but find the equivalent, find out where they get their haircut, go there and just say, adorn my beard. <laughs> just, just, make just me, close make your eyes. Make me one of you. <laughs> yeah. And like, they'll Initiate knock you out, you me. wake up. Yeah, just maybe get like, is there such a thing as a beard tattoo? Can you like <laughs> get it branded? You know, yeah. oh, you've got me thinking now. I'm on a, I'm on a, you know, a creative, a creative wave. Yeah. Uh, Anil, if you're listening, or Maddie, luxury play, play style guy, I need like beard braids with like luxury play style ta- uh, tokens and stuff. Phoenix and, clan and, and beard a braids. A dispensing device of some description. <laughs> That's what I need. That's my uh, that's my thing when I go to Gen when Con. When you said dispensing device, I straight away went to Pez. I think clan things <laughs> Pez dispensers would be was, would be a seller. I was I was close to that. I was like, you know the change dispensers that bus drivers and stuff used to have, or the conductors on trams? So you would yeah. give them a note and then they were like get all the change out of their little coin dispensing machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a winner. You could do that. That's right. Um we're, I think we're on another tangent. We're like Tangent City this week. Well, it's still, we're talking about clan-themed ones, so we're not completely off topic. <laughs> but mm. uh, yeah, no, we've we've spiraled again. Which clan um, are the Vikings of Five Rings? Is it the Crab? Or is it the Mantis? No, it's the Unicorn. Is the Unicorn? Aren't they... Yeah, big, they're, no, because... They, like, they're the... No, uh, there are all... There are the Eastern... Right, all of the, the Eastern-themed... And Mongols, inspired right? clans, and then the unicorn are the Mongols plus rest of the world. <laughs> because else. every because they've just I mean the they they they, they do exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they do. They've just they just collect everybody else's shit. So steal, spite. yes, yeah. So they that's what they do. They you know they um what's the word attribute not attribute they fucking appropriate everybody else's stuff. <laughs> They're, they're just as racist, apparently, as everyone else in Rocky Garden, but they are—they do the appropriation as their clan theme, as opposed to <laughs> just straight up racism, as like everybody else in in Rocky Garden. Honestly, like Mantis, Mantis are going to be that, right? If there was a clan that had like theft as their theme, like they call it—they call it commerce, they call it trading, but it's not. It never is. It's theft. <laughs> maybe, I maybe. I don't. I don't have a, you know. A, bugbear against mantis i don't i swear i quite enjoy mantis i think they're a neat clan and i actually i don't know i never i think i came along too late in l5r in the original game to understand man the roots of the mantis clan i thought they were like just a an alliance of little clans that came together and under this one guy who was like a scion of a god or whatever and was so willful that he became a great clan or became a kami stuff like that he ascended right eventually spoiler yeah. alert yeah, yeah. but i didn't really catch the whole scumbag pirate biker gang kind of gig he's got going on now um and i quite like it i think it's good i like that he's like no i'm a dirtbag but i'm still super strong and i think he was I always just... i think he was always a dirtbag well yeah but he was like 
he was a dirtbag that could shoot lightning from his hands. <laughs> like he was he? Like his, I thought he was just he, like you know what? This is this is just gonna uh, be a whole bunch of like um me not knowing anything about the origins of the Mantis clan, so I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah, though they were just I mean to me also they were always the Archer clan. Like yep. they were always the guys that did the Archie stuff. Yep. And um Yep. Stop I... you're gonna tr- you're gonna trigger me and I'm gonna fucking leave. We need to. Stop. <laughs> okay. All right. Triggered. <laughs> the, the beard is twitching. It's time to abort and move That's on. Damn right. I'm taking my beard. I'm going home. I'm already home. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. Uh, beard, I have a man. question. I have a question mm-hmm. for you. I may or may not have an answer. It depends on the question. All right. We've kind of we've kind of gone into the topic a little bit anyway. But uh, Gen Con and Krakow have the first two inheritance packs legal. What do you think is the best deck for each clan for those events? Asks Barry Ship. Hmm. Fuck. All right. Well, I'll let you start with. Oh, okay. Look, I'll start with Scorpion. What do we? We'll, I, take, we'll do one each, right? You do one. I'll do one. Yep. Look, I honestly think Keeper of Air. City of the Open Hand is still strongest for um, Scorpion. I think they you don't necessarily build hard dishonor, but you allow yourself to dishonor. I, I think they're basically the only clan that has a reliable switch, and I think that's most of their strength this time. Um, Do you, is there a particular clan in sorry? Is there a particular card in these packs that like makes you say that? No, it's it's the switch to Keeper of Air, um, hands down. Like Keeper, allowing Scorpion to run, like Mark of Shame along with Backhanded Compliment, um, and run all their other gear as well as run like Fertile Fields plus Secret Cache for card draw, um, out of Seeker of Air. Oh, not Seeker of Air, sorry. Um, they can't do that. Keeper. But yeah, yeah, out of Keeper. So be able to run like Secret Cache. Um, let's them make up the card draw with the search. I just think they've got the tools. I think Keeper of Air lets Scorpion switch. And if you play Scor- Keeper of Air as Scorpion, unless and you've got those cards in your hand, your opponent, even if they scout you, which they will, because you have open deck list towards the end, right? Won't really know what your game plan is. So you can basically conquest, conquest, conquest the whole game. And when everything gets hairy, you can just drop all the dishonor and and take a victory. Um, no one else gets to do that. Cool. Is the short of it. So that's where I think Scorpion's. I think Keeper of Air, open hand for Scorpion, because um, open hand is too utility. Um, and Cued Miyushi is great. Don't get me wrong. It's it's my favorite. I just, um, yeah, I think open hand has got more legs as far as victory goes. Okay. Well, I'll go, I'll go Phoenix, uh, Cued Nasawa, Lion Splash, with Spirit Callers, uh, because... Fuck, it's so much fun. Oh my god, it's so much fun. Um, is it the best deck? I think it's yet to be seen. I think it's the best deck. That's the deck I'm taking to Gen Con. But um, it's definitely not as, what do you call it, stable? Like, consistent? It's not as consistent as your KI Dragon Splash deck. But it has high highs, you know? So it will it will crush opponents when it's when it's rolling high. It's going to be awesome. That, I think, is actually uh, a deck that's going to come out of this event and it's going to really change the game. Yeah? Why? Like, what? Why Why does that make such a big difference? So, 
So I think I can't remember who who said it, but there was like a, the difference between European players and North American players, and that's not to say that I'm pigeon pigeonholing all players in those groups into one of these categories. But it seems to be that don't half ass it, mate. Pigeonholes just just go just go all the way. All right, just all European it. players, bar none, are like toolbox players, right? They play, you know wide ranges of of cards that in certain situations give them lots of really big advantage all right and then all american players bar none are (laughs) are hyper efficient players every single card in their deck does the thing that it's designed to do the the most economic way that is possible it's it's plays let go because letting attachments go should cost basically nothing um the ancestral shrine person means you can get the favor all of the time using only one face you know things like that now why do i think that the dragon thing sorry the lion splash thing is going to win because uh whenever european players tend to mingle with like north american players and i'm not saying that actually i am right yeah say it european players (laughs) come over to north american tournaments and they kill it all the damn time apparently right um the two world champions are from uh europe yeah uh and i think i think those those events have significant representation from all around the world so i think i've already i think i've already committed to the um the cards that give you heaps of advantage in very specific situations i think is more is is going to be uh, a stronger a stronger style? That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. So just the the unexpected you think because obviously the um the dominant meta at Gen Con is the American meta because you're going to have a Correct. way higher attendance which is, from which American is, players. Yeah. Which which is why I don't necessarily think that a European is going to win uh, Gen Con, but I think after Gen Con, I think the deck that is going to do surprisingly that's going to surprise people like the Unicorn Keeper Avoid phoenix splash deck that came out of gen con last year everybody was like wow that's uh that's an interesting thing that we didn't really think of i think this phoenix lion splash deck is going to be a thing that comes out of gen con where people are going to go no we definitely did think of that but we didn't think it was going to be that good that's what i think yeah okay so i sort of knew it was there but certainly yeah, didn't think because it's not like, be... like who didn't look at who didn't look at the echoes card and go well, that just goes straight into a Phoenix deck, you know? Nobody looked at that card and went, I wonder how this is going to do in a Dragon deck, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? No, okay. Or, or, or a Crane Dueling deck. No. The first thing people said was, oh, that's... Oh, who, Shay said it on the last episode of um, the Jade Throne. He said, well, I guess Phoenix gets Spirit Callers now. I'm like, yep. Yeah. How great is that? They've got a Fuchicho and they've got Spirit Callers. I just love it. Nah, I do. I like that. But, um... Yeah, okay. Lots of of people think I'm wrong. It's okay. Well, yeah. I've been been playing this. I said I I was going to keep quiet about this deck. Clearly, I'm not going to keep quiet about this deck. I've been playing this deck in my local meta and against a couple of people online, and it's uh, surprising, surprisingly... uh, good to play why um, what like what's your what's your clutch 
so there i think there's actually a large a large amount of good synergies with the deck so obviously you're going to play satoshi to dump your entire dynasty deck into your discard pile and you're going to be playing three of them so that you can get it out as early as possible and you're going to be playing walking the way so you can get that and or fushicho as early as possible and then once you've got those into your discard pile you're bidding five so you're drawing a lot of your conflict deck and with six good first turn cards being my ancestor's strength and forebearer's echoes i think is what it's called and which basically means on turn one uh you could initiate a conflict with say satoshi who's just dumped a fushicho into the bin you play echoes you get back out your satoshi you that's like eight strength on the table right there you I don't know how much fate you've put into this yeah, being, <laughs> being your first turn but let's put that aside put that aside don't think about it too much up to you've done that <laughs> you've done that <laughs> and uh, you break the province uh, which is great and then Fushicho goes back under the deck and then you get out I don't know another really good character let's say K-Day right now K-Day's on the table with a fate on her she can't be bowed by the ring of water because she's immune to ring effects the fate can't come off of her all these good things you attack in with another ring a void and a you know whatever ring you happen to choose you know it's it's just yeah the tricks those, 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 those kinds of things okay then it comes home um next turn most of the time when you're buying the dynasty you're buying like the really cheap stuff right so you buy the cheap stuff you you actually bank quite a lot of fate in this deck um, and then maybe you've got like a conflict to darker. Oh, you've just dumped like 30 characters and <laughs> 30, you've dumped 10 characters into your dynasty discard pile. I think I'll just look at five cards out of your hand, please. And then discard the best one that I find, you know, it's, it's really good. It's really good. It is fun. And I like, like, yeah, I like anything that has options like that like it like satoshi most of them are satoshi decks right where he mills all the stuff and you've got some mm. mechanism that lets oh, you yeah, draw right. back on that and um, then you got you got your keepers or you got your kanjo districts you know two turns of satoshi is basically guaranteed kanjo districts i can't tell you how many games i haven't had kanjo districts yeah no that's that's not bad actually you know you're speaking of ridiculous turning over cards decks at gen con do you want to speculate as to whether or not anything gets done about the infinite crab loot prior to that competition ah. okay, yes but also let's finish answering the question so let's talk about fine. crab deck what's the best crab deck is it uh post post spyglass crabicorn or is it uh to infinity and beyond <laughs> so the best deck is infinity and beyond because that's amazing that combo but as far as the most successful deck goes it's going to be post spyglass like i don't i don't know like i I say this about every single controversy that pops up but i don't get the big deal about spyglass it's like okay great like it's a great card but it's not like there's no other great options in unicorn decks right like there's so much other shit in there you can take well the barcha that's pretty good that like I was playing against that for the first time out of yeah. a, a unicorn deck, and it was terrifying. And I thought to myself, "Man, if this was if this was in a crab deck, uh, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah." Well, I mean, it, look, sorry to to clarify for 
before we even get there, crab, unicorn, and dragon, keeper of water, is their best deck. <laughs> their best role for mm-hmm. all of them. Um, because fight on is a beast. Because fight on, yep. Fight yeah. on is fight on absolute... is absolute fucking fucking monster. Yep, like that thing is is absurdity. It really does. Um, and so I think I cancel cancel. I think fight on. yeah, crab's longevity is crazy, man. Like they they're gonna keep it. Crab will still do fine. Uh, they're just not gonna be ridiculous. Okay, so to infinity and beyond then. Um... Do oh no! Look, I, I think the most successful deck will be Default Crab. It will be solid bodies, lots of straighten, and just outlast your opponent. Like Spyglass aside. Yeah. So I built I built the um, the Infinite Loop deck, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But uh. um, like looking at looking at the cards that are in there, uh, there is. So here's here's another thing about the the Phoenix deck, but it also applies to the Crab Loopy deck. So you remember that one of the things that people saying well you can shut the combo down by playing uh play out or something like that right not yeah, saying it's well, going to happen every time but one of the very interesting things about um the mado the mado part of the infinite loop is that you get to buy the guy back so if your guy got clouded and you've got a way to sacrifice him yep then then do that and then all of a sudden he's not clouded and then buy him back yeah you know but I mean, you only have to if you're thinking about clouding the little guy. Like that's one thing, but really, you'd want to cloud Taka or you'd want to cloud the broker. So sure. buy, yeah. buying back a four coster is less. Likely yeah, not not I'm not I'm not saying that it's not. So we yeah. you got to think of like what are the answers to all of these decks? Well, in the infinite loop combo, you got to break the loop somehow, and one of the ways you break the loop is. Um, cloud and i don't think that people have quite um quite thought all the way through because one of the things i found with the phoenix deck was people would do stuff to my my guys right and then like cloud them like cloud k-day or something and then they would just die and come back and you're like (laughs) that's brilliant now they're not clouded (laughs) uh it's actually very strong i think yeah that's pretty good won't lie I approve. Okay, I think it's. Cool. I think we agree. Loopy deck probably not going to be. It's probably going to do well. Like you know, maybe I go. Think so. Maybe go fifty-fifty, three and three. Well, um, the thing is, like the only thing you need to include that crab don't include otherwise is all of it. <laughs> is but it's yeah. There's yeah. definitely like, a lot no, of stuff like, that you don't normally include. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you can get plenty of value out of brokers still, and the th- and you don't even need that many. Like if you're milling with Satoshi, right? Mm. Like you've got them all in there, and if you've just banked enough fate, then the odds of pulling it off are not small. Because as soon as they run into Mado, you can play the broker, you can play Yasuki Taka, you can play everything else because you've grounded all out with Satoshi, um, and everything else and- in your hand is just comes as a result of that combo. Yeah, and I, sh- I should imagine that keeping Mado alive until you've got all your setups is actually easier than you might think because you can use Talisman to move people away from Mado if they happen to attack it. And then you yep. move people toward Mado when you're ready to, um, you know, yep. str- I mean, str- and- start the strangle. <laughs> yep. And if there's one thing Crab are good at, it's tomato. True. It is true. That is their, their key strength is 
moving people I, to I, tomato. I literally have no response to that pun. And other salads. Yep. I think are really exciting. Is it like think... really hot and like late at night where you are? No. <laughs> then no excuses. <laughs> this is this is my default state. And I've I've come to terms with that. I'm okay. So I have it's a question fine. about I have a question about crane. Oh yeah. What's the crane deck? Go on. Just go on. Ah, uh, yeah, it's I think it's void. You know, I think that's the only thing that's gonna hurt Crane is the lack of an air roll. If they were still on air roll, oh, yeah. I think they'd yeah, fucking they'd, if they, they'd when, drive when this they, home big time. When they like somebody's gonna go top clan uh, as Crane at Worlds and they're just gonna go straight for uh, Seeker of Air if it hasn't already been picked. Maybe even Keeper, to be honest. I'm not You reckon? Maybe. Okay. I don't think okay. it matters. I think that the key part there is air. I, um Yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's uh Crane New Box, right? Cute and Kikita, uh Seeker of Void with Jewel to the Death, because God if Crane aren't good at winning jewels. Well it's only because they tower, right? Like anyone can do that. Crane just they're not good at winning jewels. They're not any better at winning jewels than anyone else. They just have way more don't. dueling. No, no, I, I just, I disagree. I think they've got way more opportunities to set up jewels and initiate jewels than other people, which means they have more opportunity to activate their box. And I think that when they activate their box, their guys, like Crane, have tons of honored guys, which is kind of their standout thing. Which is if it's like attaching another weapon. It's like if you've got a guy with two weapons, the person that's got three weapons because they've got an honor token is going to win. I reckon yeah, Crane okay. are much better at winning jewels. Yeah, no, okay, I don't disagree. I um, they they have a lot more dueling things, and they've just got big guys. But mm. I don't know. That's how you they fight did... them, though. Like if you're running, you know you're going to hit a Toshimoko. You just send in your giant military guy and you put two fucking curved blades on on what's the dude's name that doesn't bow the fucking dude out of unicorn? The dude's name that doesn't bow. Ah, uh, you know, Chags. <laughs> That's him. It's good to know that we're Chagatai. strengths. <laughs> nah, not like, being able to name characters. Nah, like if you've got <laughs> if you're attacking, you got two curved blades on Chagatai, like Toshimoko is going to have a rough time getting up there. Like, 12 oh, sure. is, yeah, yeah, sure. is, is rough, right? So, I guess what I'm saying is that Crane aren't any... They don't have an easier time of winning jewels. Certainly, they've got a lot more jewel effects and things mm-hmm. around jewels, but nothing that gives them a, a jewel-based bump. Yeah, no, for I'm example. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, two left. Uh, lion or dragon? Pick one. Ugh dragon dragon so who's top dragon uh dragon is going to be a dragon bushy jeweler's deck keeper water yes yeah it'll be keeper water be splashing crab it will be running reprieves it will be the old dragon deck but they will have just a ton of jewels and jewel holdings and stuff in there as well Um, to bleed honor from you yeah, it's just an amazing switch for the whole game. It basically all the jewels that you can already do, which means you can already tower up, which is already what Dragon want to do. Um, it's extra attachments, which is already in Dragon's wheelhouse. Um, and it just lets them pile everything on, and every effect they play lets them leech one honor from their opponent 
Um, and even if it's not about closing the game out, which it does let them do, so like with Scorpion, it's not quite as effective, but it is still very good. Um, you can run those cards together to just give you this enormous honor and therefore card advantage as you go into the later game, and that will be good. It's not going to destroy anything. I think it'll be the sort of... It's got a similar vibe to Crab's infinite wheel combo Mm -hmm. where like if all the pieces align you're going to take it out a few times but it won't have the consistency to take out the tournament and maybe even make the top top cut do you think that dragon are going to be playing that new attachment the one that gives them covert if they've got two weapons no you don't think so no no like um you don't think they switch to like niten master and crab splash with the uh well, actually, no, just switch to Nee Ten Master and just do all the things with weapons. No, I don't. I mean, Covert's okay. Like, it's good. But you're paying a fate for just a plus one bump when you could have that same slot taken by a way more effective card. And you've got to get two specifically weapon cards on there as well. And there just aren't enough cheap weapons out there. Mm-hmm. Um to all bundle together. And all your opponent has to do is attachment hate one of those weapons and he shut off two of your attachments. Like, it's just it's too much, I think, for a, mm. a top-run deck. I think there's there are a few too many moving pieces in there um, and the card could too easily be semi-dead. I mean, it'll still give you its bump. I think it's plus one military from memory. But um, actually, I've got it right in front of me. And it can only go on Bushi. You can't even use it on fucking monks and stuff, so... Yeah. Well, typically you do run Bush and they just kind of become monks because you seal them into that being a monk. Yeah, so at that point, you're talking about for your average monk to be able to use this card, you need four attachments on it, right? So it's probably not practical. Mm. <laughs> You've got to run the seal and then the technique and then find two weapons to attach. Like, it's nah, it's just it's not enough there. If it was free, maybe. But it's not, so no. Fair um okay i have let's segue into the last question so the last question <laughs> you sorry, completely the... you completely dodged having to answer lion clan <laughs> no no no, <laughs> that, that's, no you didn't let me finish you gotta let me finish man i said as we segue into uh the last oh, question okay, we can talk okay. about the lion clan okay fine, because fine, i think because you because you you answered for the dragon clan i think for the lion clan uh we're going to have um the what's the the crane splash uh deck with all the voice of honors and honoring yourself with oh um, secret of air yeah and yeah secret of air right so you can have like soul beyond reproaches and um the <laughs> perfect cut <laughs> things like that perfect cut's um, really good but um also yeah just the bridge throwing i think is super handy for lions since all their people have no value Correct. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The best, the best Follow case me. scenario ah. for a lion clan person is to sacrifice it to destroy an opponent's person. Yeah, it's the best you're gonna get. Yep. But um, now nah, look, I am not necessarily sure that's where lion are gonna get all their play. I think Yojin Noshiro, out of Keeper of Earth, might be a thing because I think you'll see some Earth becomes Sky Splash with a few little shugs because that card is super potent and they are the only ones that can use it at the moment. Hmm. I think that yes. might have legs. It'll be hard going. Like, because you think about that splash, you can run Earth Becomes Sky, you could run Against the Waves, um, and pff, maybe, 
yeah not clarity but like display a power to, to round that out like it does kind of make them unicorn-esque in a little way like unicorn well, used to run phoenix splash um well line have always been the shitty angry little brother of unicorn though like <laughs> the unicorn <laughs> they have like well they have you just compare the hmts right lion get hmt and they're like oh yeah we can do three conflicts that's pretty amazing people were buzzing about it then unicorn mm. said oh yeah hold my beer and they got <laughs> hmt but fucking it's actually usable right you can do way more with it you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket you're actually you have to spread your eggs out and put them in multiple baskets to be able to use it properly I so, guess you could. You guess you could go Phoenix Splash and get like Purity of Spirit or something like that. But I don't think that Lion actually have the glory to make Purity of Spirit really good. It's basically just a plus two, you know, kind of at best. Uh, it now you got to keep in mind as well that like so so many Alliance people are two glory, right? Mm. And their stats at a base aren't massive. Um, so Purity of Spirit, I think would let them not only give them a little a free mind you plus two bump in honor in for a conflict in political as well yes yeah, so that's valid but it also gets rid of all the dishonor tokens that would otherwise be sticking around forever so mm. it, if you're already dishonored in a conflict which hurts line quite a bit for a lot of their bigger people you drop that on it it strips away the dishonor and if your opponent goes as far as dishonoring you again then it's it's gone you know like you, you you functionally almost get rid of two dishonor tokens or stop your opponent gaining as much value out of that i think i think there is legs in lion for earth becomes sky um, against the waves and yeah purity of spirit i think that's a super cool splash i think i'm making mm. that now i think that's happening <laughs> the seed has been planted yeah well at lion shigendra are really good right like yeah, they're okay. I mean, Spirit Call is clearly the best, right? Yeah, yeah, but like the others, I don't, I don't mind. Oh, they've got the little guy that doesn't bow when he loses. You know, fitting in Lion's theme of losing, um, <laughs> which is is really good. Um, Purity of Spirit, and they're all just ones. Like Seeker of, yeah, no, you can do plenty with that. I'm okay. That's what I think, anyway. You very well may have a point, and uh, we don't really have that long to wait to find out. Um, but one of the reason that I sort of thought about sort of segueing these together is because of the crane splash, and I wondered what you could do with uh, a new name out of the li out of lion, because most of their guys are bushy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things the lion used to do kind of well was they were able to run courtiers in amongst their bushy, so you could play things like for shame uh, and stuff like that. Forged edict. Forged edict, uh, or. <laughs> Edict. I can't. I can't. I can't remember it. It was on the tip of my tongue just a second ago. Forged edict, just the the scorpion one, right? Where you dishonor your person and cancel an event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's that's Lion's best card. Said so in the post. <laughs> yeah. SFG, right? it's been. That's right. The designer said so. <laughs> that's right. So the question is, uh, what's the what's your favorite card to combo with a new name? So giving um, someone courtier and bushy, what's the best thing? What's your favorite thing to do with that? Oh, I don't even know, man. Like, are we going clan by clan or all of them? Like, I really like no, no, Chikai. No, just, just one, just one. Oh, I love, I love Chikai Order Protector. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I totally with you on that one. Yeah, I think that's just a super wicked splash. Um, yeah. But um, otherwise, like, yeah. 
here's one. So Matsu Seventh Legion, that card is shit, right? <laughs> yeah. What if, what if, you attach a new name to one of your opponent's characters? Let's say I don't know, Casada. Matsu Seventh Legion then says, while this character is attacking, each courtier can character cannot be declared as a defender. Boom! Take that, Casada. Yeah, I suppose it's like a super covert. Yep. It's yeah, like okay. it's like it's like a um, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> Two cost Phoenix card that we can't remember the name of. Pacifism, boom! It's like pacifism. Yeah, like a junior pacifism, <laughs> like pacifism uh, light. Yeah. yeah, pacifism light, and it's sort of a. a pa- is it can't participate or can't assign? Cannot uh, assign. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's more like a covert effect. It is. Like, a bit, yeah. Yeah, you just and it also gives your opponent plus one plus one. So let's just hope they can't move into the conflict with, say, uh, fight on, fight on. Yeah, fight. I was trying to think of the water card. Fight on, or it's not like crab have any holdings they can dig for that move you back no, into a right. conflict. That's right. Or cards <laughs> that yeah, yeah, no. they yep. they have zero ways of getting back into conflicts. Absolutely. Um, no, look. I, what about, I, I, what about yeah. playing a, a perfect cut on some of your courtiers? Courtiers don't lack for honor effects. Don't like, they? No, like a lot of, like it's sort of their wheelhouse, right? The political scene is where a lot of the honoring takes place. Well, perfect cut is plus two military in a military conflict. So you can have your courtiers, atta- courtiers attack military, and then bam, give them a new name, and then bam, suddenly they get plus two military, and then bam, they get like uh, honored status. How good is that? Because maybe it's the good. one. No, maybe right. it's the one that says when it gets honored, you can honor another one of your characters yeah i mean i think it's even nicer on just like um a shug or a monk or something to give them both two extra keywords is super neat so you can run for shame in all kinds of stuff it's void only right mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, so, is, it is yeah yeah so if you can run that like crane and lion and dragon i think i've still got a void roll i'm sort of breaking my own rules here because i think i've named like four cards so forth but what about a time for war seeker all only if you i'm just looking at like bushy builder if, if you lose a political conflict choose a bushy character you control put a weapon with prince cost three or lower into play from your hand or the conflict discard pile attached to that character so you're attacking in a political conflict uh with a uh what is it a courtier then you give it the bushy trait by putting no you know your name on it Nah, that doesn't work because <laughs> Because Lion Clan, do they have a Seeker role? I don't think they have a Seeker role. Are they Seeker Void? Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, Seeker Void. Oh, okay, so it does work. No, 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 no. Lion are Seeker. Hang on, I'll be telling you. I'm pretty sure they're like Seeker of Air at the moment. Keeper of Earth and Seeker of Air. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. This. Do you know who asked this question? This was from the Shogun himself, Eric oh. Ballas. So um, I just like this idea of having. Corsi, uh, attack, and then pretending that they're bushi, right? By getting weapons attached to them, or um, uh, getting plus two and then honored, you know, things that that normally the bushi do. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah. Okay. La- no, I last, like it. Last, last question to round out the night. Okay. All right. Let me find it because it was asked in a strange place, like the back of a Volkswagen. 
Oh. Who's going to win the Sydney Cote, and will it feel like half Scorpion again? So I guess like will, the Sydney Cote, will, will, <laughs> will the Sydney Cote feel like it's half full of Scorpions, uh, and who's going to win the Sydney Cote? All oh, right. Um, yes, it will feel like, like half Scorpions. You, you can name a player and or a clan. Oh, see, so I don't you think know, I'm going to win Sydney. You can say it. It's okay. I won't. No, I won't let it go to my head. Um. So for context, I didn't do that great in Oz Discord, mm. and I beat you. So, oh, <laughs> so, so I'm not convinced. <laughs> um. That aside, that aside, I who's going to win? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna back Avatan. I'm gonna one back one of your, one the of your locals, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna Is that because you don't know anyone outside of Perth? There are people outside of Perth. <laughs> no, I do. No, look, I just I think outside of Perth. Yes. Look, I I, I think statistically, the numbers are with him. He's done very well over here. I think he's the most consistent winner. Mm. Um, and we have a pretty good play group with some pretty strong players that keep him sharp. And he's consistently done well in all of the leagues he's entered online as well. Um, and he's from a, a little Perth pocket meta, so he's not necessarily going to play the same as everybody else that's going to make the cut. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a few Perth bodies in the cut, to be honest. There's some pretty strong players over here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think. Um, but yeah. No. Look, I I would not be at all surprised if if Aaron took it out. So um, that's my my hot take. That's what I reckon. Yep. So by by inference, then you reckon Unicorn's going to win the uh, win the tournament? One can only hope. Mm. Can I only think. Hope. I think it's going to be. I don't. I honestly don't know which player is going to take it out. Um, but I feel like in Australia. I feel like crab are the dark horse in Australia, right? So crab, um, there probably aren't that many crab players out there. So I think that the amount of practice against crab is kind of low. And I yeah. think that in Australia, I mean, just crab in general, of course, have got very strong, very strong characters. So you pair that with a player who's reasonably strong. I think they're going to, they're going to take that. And I, think that that's going to win out against unicorn because i feel like unicorn just kind of run out of steam well that's the thing though like but i think a lot of people have gone off crab like i don't think crab are going to have a massive showing i think they're really wounded by the recent luck of spellglass spellglass Mm -hmm. lol spyglass um i think that's going to turn a lot of people off crab i think crab despite spyglass still have plenty of legs i think they're still almost as good as they were with spyglass i don't think it makes that big of a difference um like no one card can define your deck to that degree right like people take tadaka out of phoenix for example and kissy toshi still kind of makes up the difference um, oh yeah kissy toshi was always a strong card yeah yeah so but I, as i said i think a lot of crab players are a bitter and salty about the lack of spyglass and so you don't probably aren't going to take it so even if crab are a terrible matchup i don't think you're going to see tons of them um scorpion i feel are a very good matchup for unicorn i think um scorpion have a relatively weak early game 
and Unicorn are able to finish the game in that early phase before Scorpion get their massive build and get all their dishonor on, right? Like, yeah, no, Scorpion, I think... Scorpion went kind of 50-50 against Unicorn at Nuremberg. Yeah, okay. Mm. I just, yeah, that's my vibe, so... Well, you heard it here first. We'll come back after the Cote and find out uh, who was right and who was yeah. wrong. And when I win it, I'm going to be rubbing it in your face. That's what I'm going to do. I, no, good, good. I'd be happy to have your bristles all up over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to, to massage Awkward. you with my, my bristles. <laughs> my uh, most bushy this, of mustaches. This got awkward fast. <laughs> Well, that sounds like the perfect place to call it a night. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you, man. Um, all, right. all right, cheers. Um, same time, maybe next week, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, no, we'll we'll do our best. All right. um, oh, Perth, Perth's EC this weekend, twentieth of July. Be there Very or exciting. be square. Good games. That's right. Yep. Don't be square. Don't be square. You get a world's right. invite if you go and you win. You have to go to worlds. I'll see you. Right, it's ma- mandatory. All right, catch you later. Yep.